Hi everyone, my name is Jody, and I am your host of the Exploring the Midwest podcast. Um, before we jump into today's podcast, I just want to know what topics would you like to hear about? Are there any subjects in the Midwest that you would like me to explore a little bit more? Please send me your ideas. You can email directly to Jody, J-O-D-Y, at familyrambling.com. That is Jody at familyrambling.com. And when you're done listening, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Android. Your reviews help other people find the podcast. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, take a minute, take a screenshot, and tag me on Instagram at Jody Halstead, and leave just a few kind words. I really appreciate it. Now, let's start exploring the Midwest. Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning in again to the Exploring the Midwest broadcast. Now, if you have ever driven across Kansas from the east to the west, you begin to understand the sentiment um, that inspired Brewster Higley to pen my western home, which was later known as Home on the Range. My guest today is Colby Charles Perry the PR and Communications Manager for Kansas Tourism. Colby, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So I am really excited to talk about Kansas because it's a state that if you enter along the eastern border at the Mississippi River, it feels very, very urban. But as you continue west, you really, you encounter those wide open spaces. And there are times that you can feel like you are just completely alone. Yes, that's true. But also people, you know, mistakenly think that Western Kansas, that there's not stuff to see and do and culture. And so you can have that feeling of being alone and find that solace, but you can also find these hidden gems all across Kansas. So do you think there are any misconceptions that people have when they, when they think about Kansas? Oh, absolutely. That we're flat, that we're boring, there's nothing to do. Um, you know, we, we, we hear those words quite frequently and they're just so wrong. <laughs> That's they all I can are. say. They're just so wrong. Now, let's start with that whole, you know, the state is flat. Kansas has some amazing rock formations that really feel almost like Utah. Yes, absolutely. So we have a new state park. It opened two years ago. It's called Little Jerusalem Badlands State Park. And it's part of the Badlands. And it's this beautiful park. What's cool about it is as you're driving up, you can't see it. And it's like once you walk up and hit a ledge and you can just see all these Niobra chalk formations. It's beautiful. People don't think about it when they think about Kansas. There's also in that area of Western Kansas, there's monument rocks, there's castle rocks. Um, and all that's from, Kansas was actually an inland sea. So these are the rocks that are remaining from when it was, was this inland sea. And it's also a great, great spot for uh, dinosaur lovers. There's been great archeology span that's happened in that part of the state. But also in North Central Kansas, we have Rock City, which are these mounds of Dakota rock formations. There's Mushroom Rock State Park. So there's, there's lots to see in Kansas. It's not flat. We have rock formations. We have Mount Sunflower, which is the highest point in Kansas. And then anybody who has ever done any gravel grinding, that is like the uh, gravel mountain biking type stuff, have done like the dirty Kansas trail will tell you Kansas is absolutely not flat. And you know, when you, when you talk about how you 
can't really see um, the Badlands area until you're on top of it. You kind of have to wonder what those pioneers and early settlers, as they're traveling around across the plains, and then they all of a sudden come to that. It it just had to be one of those those things that obviously it stopped them in their tracks, but probably in more ways than one. Yes, and that's kind of how Little Jerusalem got its name, is settlers referred to it as that, thinking that that's what they envisioned Jerusalem would look like. So, and it's a name that stuck all these years later. But yeah, I'm sure it was just breathtaking. Like you had no idea what you're going to stumble upon. But you know, like saying it out loud, it's kind of like what happens when you visit Kansas. Like you're you're going to stumble on these things and, and yeah, it's going to be breathtaking. And it's that like, I didn't know factor. And so let's let's move a little bit east to the Flint Hills. Now that's a really unique area of Kansas as well, because it does have that prairie feel, but it's almost a transitional spot. Yeah. So the Flint Hills, they are they're just magical. So um, you know, across all of the Midwest used to be tall grass prairie, and then as people started to farm, uh, the tall grass prairie disappeared. Where in Kansas where it's at, which there's only 4% remaining and most of that's in Kansas. The Flint Hills kind of saved itself. The soil was so rocky, it couldn't be plowed. And so they started to put cattle on it and realized that that's really how that ecosystem thrived. And it's the only ecosystem of its kind in the world. But yeah, it is magical. There's the Tallgrass uh, Prairie National Preserve there. You can walk the trails. You also can do some bison encounters there. Um, there's some neat small towns. Uh, one of my favorites is Cottonwood Falls. Uh, they have this beautiful historic courthouse. And then on Friday nights, starting in the spring, they have what's called Emma Chase Friday nights. And it's live music in the square. It's in front of this beautiful courthouse. And it kind of takes you back in time. You know, you see grandparents two-stepping. You see little kids out there, you know, getting down and shaking their little rumps. <laughs> And yeah, it, it truly is a magical place. Uh, if you really want to learn about the Flint Hills in Manhattan, they have the Flint Hills Discovery Center. And it's it's a really cool museum. One of my favorite parts is um, when you get there, you first step into this room and it's that feel, breathe, smell type experience. And it talks about the prairie and you can feel the wind blow in the room. And then when they start to burn the prairie, which is really, really uh, important for conservation of the prairie, you know, some fog and smoke come into the room and it's a neat experience, but also you can really learn about the prairie. So it's a great stop before you go into the Flint Hills. And the prairie is such an amazing ecosystem. I think it's one of those things that maybe people kind of take for granted that they they know about the ecosystem, but the amount of life and um, what the what the prairie supports is really kind of incredible. It really is. And then another, I should say, another premier event that the Flint Hills has that's one of those experiences that you do just have to be there and immerse yourself is the symphony in the Flint Hills. It happens once a year and it rotates at different ranches in the Flint Hills and it's the Kansas City Symphony. They come down and perform. Yeah, and it's just one of those moments, yeah, where you're sitting, you know, in this fragile ecosystem that's rare and beautiful and you're hearing the symphony play and, uh, yeah, it's just one of those experiences. I, I encourage if you're able to come and attend one of those, you should put it on a put it on a bucket list. It'll give you chills. Yep, absolutely. So since we're we've talked a little bit about kind of what the land supports, there's a lot of underground to discover in Kansas as well. 
Absolutely. Um, so a lot of people don't know that Kansas was a big role in the Civil War. Um, there's a lot of history, which which how we got the name Bleeding Kansas. So we have several um, Freedom Frontier National Network of Freedom sites in Kansas. So the Underground Railroad sites. We also have Stratica, which is in Hutchison, and it's the only open salt mine in America that you can come into as a museum, and you can explore, you know, below the surface. There's also speakeasies. Uh, one of my favorite little towns to go to um, is in Ellenwood, and there's this hotel called the Historic Wolf, and it's a cute little boutique hotel. Underneath it is a speakeasy, but also underneath it are tunnels throughout the city. And so a lot of cities, um, you know, back in, I'm trying to remember the time period, the 1900s had above and underground. And this is one of those cities that had an active underground network and they, they were, they've been able to preserve some of those tunnels. So you can go into the speakeasy bar, get a drink, you can wander through the tunnels, you can see like a stable, um, you can see a little bathhouse room. It's cool. And actually when I stayed there, oh, what was that? That's so intriguing. It is. And actually when I stayed there, there were a couple girls there doing some paranormal filming. They had their equipment and trying to see if they got any waves or sound bites or whatever in the tunnels. So it's also a spot for those that like kind of thrilling experiences. <laughs> so maneuvering a little bit from that rural feel to the cities, um, people maybe don't realize how urban the cities in Kansas are. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, Wichita is the largest city in Kansas. They have so much culture. Um, they're a foodie town. They have breweries. They have saloons. They have um, great outdoor experiences. They have the um, Native American museums. It's it's full full of experiences there in the city. You have Kansas City, Kansas. You know, Kansas City is one of the coolest big cities in the Midwest. Um, and it's a cool hub. There's so many people that are like, I could see myself living in the Midwest in Kansas City. There really is so much to see and do. You, you would feel like you're in any other big city, um, if you could name one. Um, so absolutely. And I think people are surprised. But even the smaller cities, um, there's, there's so much to see and do. Um, don't ever discredit those cities in the Midwest. There, there really is. And, you know, one of the quirkiest cities I think I've ever been in, in the Midwest is in Kansas. Absolutely. So Lucas, Kansas is the grassroots art capital of Kansas. It has the Garden of Eden, which has these awesome concrete sculptures outside the house. And just a story of P.T. Dismore, who, who created it, is, is a story in all itself. Uh, they also have Bull Plaza, which is named the quirkiest bathroom in the world. Uh, you just have to see it. It's, it's, it's a piece of piece of artwork the whole entire thing is um they also have the museum of the world's smallest the it's the world's largest museum the world's largest version of the world's largest things museum it's something quirky like that i always have to look at a screen to read it um and it's also situated by beautiful wilson lake so you can have some fun like kayaking experiences there but yeah lucas is a weird town and it's loved by kansans and you don't even really have to get out of your car in Lucas because like you said, it's the grassroots art capital of Kansas. And it just, it seems like everywhere you turn, there's something. I, I know that when we visited, it was like somebody had taken the satellite dish and it looked like, um, what is it? One of those plates you put on the wall, right? Um, yes. 
the largest the largest decorator plate or something like that i think they call them souvenir plates it's like the largest decorated souvenir plate mm -hmm. there is there's just art everywhere it's fun it's such a fun town um but you mentioned wilson lake which leads me to wilson the town and i know mm -hmm. wilson is the czech capital of kansas uh we spent some time there amazing food, incredible people, and just such a welcoming um, town. But Kansas has quite a few cultural experiences that you can that you can take part in. Yes, uh, there's Lindsborg, which is Little Sweden, USA. Uh, they have little dollar horses all around town. You're able to go into the dollar horse factory and watch them being made or being painted. They also have several festivals throughout the year that's celebrating that Swedish heritage. Uh, there's Garden City in Southwest Kansas. I mean, in the public school system alone, there's 20 different languages spoken. So it's really just this culture hub. Um, there's, you know, Kansas City, Kansas has a great Hispanic culture there. They actually have a taco trail going on and there's over 15 taco shops just in that little area that you can experience. There's uh, Nicodemus, and it was uh, the, it, or it is the largest remaining Black settlement this west of the Mississippi. It was a town built on freed slaves, and there's a museum there. There's still a working post office. So yeah, there's culture all around Kansas. And you know, one of the best, th best ways to kind of experience culture is through food. And I mm -hmm. know Kansas has great, great food. I don't know, what would you say maybe, if, is there a food of Kansas? Are there things that when you're in Kansas, you just have to try? Barbecue. You can't think of barbecue without thinking of Kansas City. <clears throat> uh, there's also fried chicken. Uh, we have the fried chicken wars of South uh, Southeast Kansas, which is a cool story. There's two chicken joints pretty much across the street from each other in a very rural area. And it's chicken Annie's versus chicken Mary's and people go and you try each one. And, you know, it's a friendly rivalry about who, who has the better chicken, you choose your team. But yeah, there's great, there's great uh, Mexican food all over Kansas. But I'd say when you think of Kansas, you think of barbecue and we're absolutely 100% okay with that. And maybe steak, I think of steak. Ab yes, absolutely. You know, we're, we're a big ag producer. Um, it's kind of hard to drive across Kansas and not see cattle about every minute. So yeah, there's there's amazing steaks as well. Farm to table experiences. Um, I think one of the biggest commercials to come out of the Super Bowl <laughs> was the the Bruce Springsteen one with the the geographical center of the lower 48. Now I know that's some place that I personally have visited, um, and it's a very small little thing, but it's very I don't know. It it just it gives you the good feels, and um, it feels very Americana. Yes, I think I think where the good feels comes in is you know in the video he talks about that it's always open and it is. Mm -hmm. So there's this trust that you, you can show up and experience being in the lower forty eight center, and that you can walk into this chapel that is always open. You know, if you want to sit in there and think. Uh, relax from traveling, pray, whatever you want to do, uh, fill out the guest book. But I think it is, it's that, it's that Kansas Midwestern hospitality. It's like, hey, this place truly is open and you are all more than welcome to come here and experience it. 
And then I, I can't kind of wrap this up without mentioning another place that is really close to that. And it's a place that it, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, and that is the, uh, the place where Home on the Range was written. Now, it's near and dear to me because it's actually one of my ancestors, um, Brewster Higley, that, that penned the first song. But most people don't realize that the Kansas State song is a song we all know. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's iconic. Um, and that's another, you know, like you said, it's right by there. It's another one of those places, yeah, that's open, you know, when you when you show up there, especially in the summer and the prairies tall, you kind of live out that song. You're walking up to the cabin. It's this quaint little cabin. You're able to go in and see it, sign the guest book, but it's also the honor system. It, it's unlocked. You just show up and can see it. Um, but yeah, it does feel really iconic there. And it's really another peaceful stop if you're traveling. Um, yeah, just to stop and take some time to just unwind and reflect. Yeah, it's a terrific stop. Um, I believe it's off that I-70 that crosses along the northern part of Kansas. And there's so much um, to do if you get off that, you know, what is it? The, the main, what, 35 I know goes into Kansas and then turns south. But if you get off those big wide interstates, Yes. It's just the what you'll discover. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of those misconceptions happen is, you know, people take I-70 through Kansas and, you know, we didn't, we don't have cities built on I-70. You know, they encourage you to get off and explore and that's where you're going to find these hidden gems. You know, I-70 is a blessing, you know, for mass travel is actually the first interstate open in the United States. And that was a lot because of uh, President Eisenhower, who's an Abilene, Kansas, Kansas boy. Um, but that's where all those misconceptions happen. And it's, yes, get off the interstates. There are so many towns that have things for you to see and do and eat, um, and they'll prove you wrong. Most definitely. So this, I know as I was getting this ready um, and just looking back over my own Kansas travels and looking at the, the tour guide, the travel guide and things like that, it made me realize how much I still haven't experienced in Kansas and how much I really need to get back there. But if people are thinking about planning a trip to Kansas in 2021, what are uh, maybe three highlights of uh, that are coming up for this year that maybe they should consider? I would say the 200th anniversary of the Santa Fe Trail is happening here in 2021. Uh, great stop is Mahaffey Stagecoach stop and historic site, which is in Olathe, Kansas. It's actually the only open remaining stagecoach stop from the Santa Fe Trail. You're able to go there. You can see and experience what life was like on the Santa Fe Trail and, you know, stagecoach travel. Also, uh, Council Grove, which is in the Flint Hills, uh, they they have great Santa Fe Trail history there. They're, they have some festivals going on. Um, one of them, I think, starts July 16th through the 17th. There's a gunfight that'll be happening and some reenactments. There'll be some uh, famous old West folks wandering through town. There's gonna be live music and food. Great Bend, Kansas also has many events planned. There's actually a website, it's like 200th uh, Santa Fe Trail Anniversary Kansas is where you can see a, just a slew of events happening across the state. That's exciting. Yes. Um, I know you said name a few. Another one would be uh, Medicine Lodge Peace Treaty. This is a festival that happens every three years, and it's a huge, huge event. 
So it taught it first starts off with this large reenactment, like it and and I say a large reenactment, like it's a large professional reenactment. Um, it starts off, um, you know, it has the tribal Indians, it kind of has some Lewis and Clark uh, reenactment parts, there's some wagon travel, there's some cavalry rescues. But then also just a part of the three-day event, there's an intertribal powwow. There's education about Native Americans in the Plains tribes. There's rodeo. There's parades every morning. I mean, this town really puts on a big show. And that, I was going to double check the dates on that one. That one is September 24th through the 26th. And um, it happens in Medicine Lodge, which is in the beautiful Gypsum Hills of Kansas. And if I can name one more. Uh, uh, Kansas is home to the Walnut Valley Bluegrass Music Festival. It happens in Winfield, Kansas, and it is the third weekend in September. And I can tell you this event, <clears throat> um, you have generations, you know, four generations that have gone to this festival. And it is centered around bluegrass, but there's a lot of people that have gone. They're like, I'm not the biggest bluegrass fan. I go for the experience. There's people that camp out a month in advance or a month total before the event. Uh, they have this thing called the land rush and that's when everybody's rushing to the campgrounds. And so throughout the day, you have your main stages. You also have, it's also the world championship of flat guitar picking that happens there. But also the magic comes at night when people are camping and you have these set campgrounds, they all have their names and they all have little stages on them. And you can see emerging bluegrass artists. It could be four in the morning and you might see a 12 year old boy picking his heart out and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm experiencing this. And then Winfield itself is fun. Um, there's a bunch of trails and outdoor activities to do while you're there for the festival. Um, cool foodie stops. There's a cool winery that also has live music on the weekends. So uh, those would be my top three experiences for 2021 if you're if you're looking to travel to Kansas. Those all just sound incredible. I don't know it. Again, like I said, I I realized how much I still haven't experienced in Kansas, and just hearing about those makes me want to see what my my calendar's like and see if I can fit those in. I think that um, this really has excited me to learn more about the state. And for anybody who wants to know more about the state, you not only have Kansas travel guides, but you have specialty travel guides as well, which I think is really exciting. Yes, we do. We have our um, uh, state park guide and outdoor guide, which we've actually are combining into um, our Kansas magazine. Our office produces the Kansas magazine. And in the background, you can kind of see like our, our travel guide from two years ago. But yeah, it's a great tool for traveling. So is our website, travelchaos.com. It has anything you need to travel across the state. Wow, Colby, I just can't thank you enough for sharing all of this. It just, it shows you just how much there is that you don't know about a state that you may not have thought had much to offer. And I love the fact that you have just taken those misconceptions and just completely blown them out of the water today. Uh, thanks for having me. Anytime I can talk about Kansas being a destination, I absolutely will. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Thank you.